Hi, I'd like to welcome everyone back to another episode of Crunch Time. I'm Mikey, and I'm joined by my boys, David and Sam. Hey, what's up, Mikey? How you doing? What's up, Mikey? What's up, boys? All right, so we had a big week for sports. Today, we're going to talk about it all. So, David, let's get right into the NBA with our play-in game that just happened. Yeah, so the Blazers just defeated the Grizzlies 126-122. to 122. They will be the eighth in the playoffs. They'll face the Lakers, the one seed, on Tuesday. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Did you expect them to win in one game? Did the Goose could be pushed to a game two game? What do you guys think? I mean, I honestly thought the play-in game, I think it could be continued in the next couple of seasons. I know the NBA planned it as an exception to the rules. Everything looked good, made it more competitive. Uh, the game overall was very exciting to watch. Dame looked spectacular as usual. Mikey, what do you think about this? Mellow, bro. Carmelo Anthony, love Mello. What a clutch shot. So happy for him that he was able to do that. Also, um, prayers up to uh, Nurkic. His grandmother passed away with, due to COVID complications, so prayers up to them. Yeah, definitely. He's a great player, but in time, yeah. like, to stick with him. Rest in yeah, of course. And we saw Damian Lillard in the beginning, the pregame. You know, he put his arm around him, so it shows that the Blazers have a great relationship. To be honest, you know, I, in my opinion, I don't think the Blazers are your typical eight seed team. I actually think they're such a talented team. Do you got? I know that I, th- I think we can all say that the Lakers are going to win this series, but do you think it's going to be an easy series for LeBron? Game seven, in my opinion. I would not say safe to say at this point the Lakers have been god awful. Yeah, that's that's why that's why I ask. So, David, you think game seven? I think so because I think. The Blazers' backcourt is – the Lakers cannot compare to that at all. Yes, the Lakers' frontcourt is better than the Blazers, but Nurkic is playing really well right now. Whiteside is playing really well right now. And Dame is out of his mind. He's playing off the wall. He's insane right now. Yeah, so the way the Lakers are playing right now, game seven. Yeah, McCollum also really impressed me today. And the fact that he's playing with a fractured back, I know a lot of people say he's overrated. But to be honest, I think he's filling the role perfectly for the Blazers, and he's doing exactly what they need. So I'm really impressed. Sam, I know you wanted to chip in with this. No, 100%. I think if White Whiteside has been uh, – he just came back from an injury. I think him and Nurkic are obviously very good. I think they can't expect – nobody can expect Nurkic and Whiteside to lock Davis up. But if they can contain him, I think that's the big word in this series. I think then you could possibly see things getting really ugly for the Lakers and the Blazers could quickly become the favorites in the series. Absolutely. All right, and we've seen a lot from the MLB, obviously. Uh, the Cubs have a league-leading record, 13-5. and five. I mean, do you think they will really remain on top realistically, Mikey? Um, I don't because we've seen this happen with the Cubs and with this type of roster, and they've had their stretches. But to be honest, I did not expect the Cubs to be playing this well, and I think they're a unit that sticks together, and they play with a ton of heart. Rizzo, Brian, Baez. They're all fantastic players to watch. So I've been impressed with the Cubs. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a playoff push. I really wouldn't. And with their yeah. new skipper, David Ross, I think this team is a lot in store. So I think they will make the playoffs and keep an eye on them for sure. Yeah, I also want to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on the MLB season as a whole? I know that they weren't able to do a bubble like the NBA and the NHL. And I know that, you know, we had a bunch of, positive tests coming out, especially from the Marlins, and there was a lot of doubts around the whole league. So are you guys impressed with the way that the MLB bounced back and now they're maintaining a steady season? No. Quick answer is absolutely not. Manfred should have made it a bubble, two bubbles, no doubt, wow. and NL. 
and the fact that players are continuously testing positive with very loose uh, requirements from each team. I'm not loving it. Manfred is my least favorite commissioner in all of sports. That's my yeah, choice. but but I don't but I don't think it's just, but I don't think it's daily Listen, positive tests anymore. I have to agree with Stan though. Players are not following protocol. Teams are not following protocol. They're going to continue testing positive this season. I don't like. There's no way they're going to get to the playoffs in any sort of schedule that they wanted to, any sort of time they wanted to, because no one cares about the no one realistically right now. And for the MLB, it looks like the Cardinals went to a casino. They're not. They're looking at. They don't care about this virus at all, which is a problem for MLB. I don't know if they could have done a bubble. The MLB's huge, bro. That's that's really difficult to do. But letters I M G. That is the realistic. That would have been the best scenario. IMG Academy is huge in Florida. They've got dorms. They've got housing. They've got proper nutrition. Two hours later. Uh, healthcare experts everywhere. They've got money. They've got the monetizing aspect to it. I mean, there are enough fields, no doubt. I think there are definitely over 12 fields. I could be wrong. It's a huge complex in Florida. It's a school. And schools probably there might not even happen this year. You never know. So until then, well, the they're, they are looking into a bubble format for the playoffs. So that that's, that's no, they possible. have to. They have to. I think that's exciting. I think they are. Yeah, they, and they, I think they should do that. They're looking into it. There's no really other way. You only have 16 teams, I think, now, right? There's 18 playoffs for each. Yeah, I. Yeah. What What are your guys' thoughts of that? I didn't. I apparently. I guess I just wasn't refreshed with the whole MLB restart but i i not recently found out but i didn't know until like opening day that there were expanded playoffs i'm not a fan at i mean i know that it's ideal because this season it, is an asterisk year I don't and think this season was the right season to introduce it though i agree and i think that if we're going to base teams performances off 60 games i think it's only fair to include more teams in the playoffs but as a yankees fan it makes me a little bit nervous because you know, if one of these big teams, they just slip up for a few games or one of their dudes gets hurt and the whole thing can be completely changed. But to be honest, I think it's what the league needed this year. I'll, and No, yeah, sorry for interrupting you, but I think you're obviously a very big Yankee fan, as I've, all of us know. And as yes, of now, the Yankees that started the season, they were incredible. Stanton and Judge, I mean, together they really just looked unstoppable. But right now, Stanton, Judge, and LeMay, who are all hurt, I think the season is only so short. You can only afford to lose so many games. Chemistry is obviously, I think that's the Yankees' number one concern at the moment. I think, and bullpen, I think those are, they go hand in hand for the Yankees at the moment. Without LeMahieu, Judge, and Stanton, I know they have excellent depth. I know they could obviously bring Frazier up for as long as they need, but it's not, I don't think it's looking good for the Yankees. And you say the Cubs might not have the, the lead, leading record, but if these guys, if their injuries, if their recovery times are delayed, I mean, the Cubs could stay there for more time than you think. I think coming from for me as a Yankees fan, I'm kind of freaking out right now because this, A, Stanton was playing out of his mind, and I know, like myself, a bunch of Yankees fans were trolling him because there's no fans for to, to boo him, but to be honest, Maybe that's the best case for him. Two, Judge is having the best season of his life. And this is what the Yankees fans have been looking for since his 2017 rookie year because obviously 2018, 2019, he kind of fell off. And this was a perfect year for Judge. And three, DJ LeMay is also another huge loss because he's batting over 400. He's a leadoff guy. He gets on base for Judge, Stanton, Torres to hit home runs. So 
to be honest, I know that I, I don't think it's too much of a problem. It sucks, but I have faith that guys like Clint Frazier, just like last year, everyone will step up and pick up each other's backs. We've already seen Clint Frazier is batting 636 right now. We see Mike Ford. So I know it sucks, but I think the Yankees are the type of team with so much depth. So I think it's a huge loss, all these injuries, and it really is quite a bummer. But I'm not too concerned right now. Hopefully we can get them back for the playoffs. Speaking of the other MLB team, obviously me and David's favorite team, the Mets, they look horrible, beyond horrendous. I I, 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 I don't know. I don't I, I, listen. I I know they don't have the best record, nine and twelve, not great. But honestly, Degrom's been out two starting rotation, two games would have pitched because of an injury. I'm not the pitching is terrible. You know, Syndergaard was a huge loss, and now Stroman knocked it out of the season. That is horrible. And the Mets, I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. But next year when they're fully healthy. And even if they start off like this next year, I won't be too concerned. Like, un- in a 60-game season, yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. I have really no faith at this point. The hitting is not fantastic, but there are guys that are stepping up. Guillaume is stepping up. Nito is stepping up. But the pitching is just horrible. I have to agree, Sam. The Mets are not looking too good. But honestly, this is kind of what I expected. All right. But as a Mets fan, how many times can you say next year is our year? I mean, I'm done. Yeah, but I'm, let's I'm, say. I'm I'm I agree, Sam. It's all fan. pitching. It is all pitching this year. There's no other way to explain But there's it. always some excuse. As a Mets fan, I'm definitely <laughs> I want to talk about pitching. Peterson, who has an ERA of like eight. Matt, who has an ERA of like eight. You have pitchers like. How can you win if you're bringing up all minor league guys for next season, assuming that they get rid of all? Oh, the Mets, the Mets. Disaster. Um, I mean, it, it's a waste of energy talking about it because it seems like it will never get better. But that's this is comical. Yeah, it, it's comical. You guys have to realize I, I've been a Dyer Mets fan my entire life. I've been way. I've been saying this forever. But I, I really have faith. I know it sounds crazy, right? I had faith going into this season before coronavirus happened. I was like, all right, Mets can make the playoffs. Mets can do this, right? Whatever I know it's possible. But Syndergaard has Tommy John surgery. DeGrom this is year, right now, is going to miss. Stroman opted out. It's just unfortunate with the pitching. I would. Uh, you know what I. Would- Let's say Mets big guys, McNeil, Alonzo, all those big guys stay, right? They stay for next season, whatever the contract is. Our pitcher's healthy. They opt into the season, whatever happens. And they have a good season, 162 games. They're definitely make the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a difference between making the playoffs and making noise in the playoffs. And right now, even if the Mets did make the playoffs for next year— Well, it was better than right now. I mean, yeah, it seems like they would just be a team knocking from the outside— Kind of like maybe going to get swept in a wild card game. They're not good enough to make it to the World Series. Guys, They're not good guys. enough to make it to a divisional championship. I want to be real. With, I want. I want to be real with you. I don't. I don't think anyone's coming out of the NL besides the Dodgers for the next three years. Mookie Betts hit three home runs the other night. He looks so good. And Kershaw. Some say he's a little washed. He's still putting up great stuff. Okay, Mikey. That that's fine. But Betts. That's Betts. Betts has Betts, Betts is not playing great at all this season. His hitting's terrible yesterday's game where he had three home runs was the first game in like forever that he's done that it doesn't he, matter he's going to step up in the playoffs of course, yes the Dodgers are a good team but do i think they're going to be the only team coming out of the nl in the next three years i have to disagree i don't know i want to i want to go to i want to go to some surprise teams which is a big part of the 60 games because there's only so many games and you know we've seen that some bad teams are getting lucky so some surprise teams that we've seen is like the Marlins are nine and four. The Rockies are twelve and seven. Charlie Blackman looks amazing right now. And then the Orioles and the Tigers are eleven and eight and nine and eight. So in my opinion, I think it's a little bit of luck. I don't think these teams are going to keep it up. What are your guys' thoughts? I mean, yeah, the Marlins have a nine and four record, but let's thank Corona here. This team has had a very easy schedule. There, they haven't played too many games. 
the games they've played, it's been an absolute war and a battle to win. So, I mean, to be completely honest, if they've played 20 games, let's be honest with ourselves, they're probably going to lose three or four more. So this remarkable start they have going here, like, automatically turns to nine and eight. And then we're talking about the Marlins in a completely different way. The team that did slightly better than expected instead of a complete breakout team. I mean, and the Marlins are really getting on my nerves here. Apparently, they were out clubbing a night before their game, completely not following protocol. So, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and with awe saying the Marlins are my favorite team that's exceeded expectations because all they've done is ruin the MLB season in my eyes. It's not only them, it's the Cardinals too, but that's not the point. For me, I think the Rockies are looking really good right now. I can definitely see them keeping this up. And honestly, the Orioles are not looking terrible. The schedule yeah. isn't even that easy right now. Tigers, they're going to fall off, I'm sure. And Marlins, probably the same. But Orioles and Rockies, I can see the Rockies definitely going above 500. And Orioles around there probably going over 500 as well. They're, all their players are stepping up, honestly. So if they can keep this up, I don't know how the season will turn out. I don't know if yeah. it will finish. But Orioles are not. They're, they're a sleeper team for sure. Right. I want to, then I want to just jump to disappointing teams. I mean, my favorite, I mean, we have some teams on the list like the Nationals, the Angels, the Phillies. My favorite out of the list is the Houston Astros. I think this is the greatest thing ever. We've seen that there's this Instagram account called Astro Shame, which is roasting the Astros every single day. This is exactly what the Houston Astros deserve. They cheated, they, they, they cheated and they robbed so many people from so many things in the MLB. And now they're nine and 10 in Oakland looks so good in the ALS, and I think they're going to win the division. So as a Yankees fan, and honestly, as every MLB fan, I think that this is amazing watching yep. the Astros. It's, it, it is beautiful, not only for you, Mikey, but for me as a Mets fan. Anyway, it's also great. You know, for everyone. That and Chiefs doesn't deserve to win. No exactly. matter. It, it's, it's honestly terrible. It, it, it's, it's great. It's great. And it as is. for the Nets, and as for the Nationals, who are seven and ten, we knew that we knew that the loss of Rendon was going to be a lot. We knew that they weren't going to have the same season as we did last year. So to be honest, especially with the NL East being so good as they are, I think that the Nationals are a little bit of a disappointment. But my biggest disappointment is the Astros, and I'm loving every single moment of it. Sam, I don't know if you wanted to add to that. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you here. Altuve just looks god awful. It's so bad. It, it's like hey, watching. Hey, hey, hey. Guessing is harder than knowing. I, I know. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, Altuve, he looks lost out there. He he kind of just looks like he's going through the motions, if that makes sense. Um, he's supposed to be an excellent fielder. Even his fielding hasn't looked flawless, if we're going to be completely honest. I mean, I'm sure he'll get better. He's batting, like, what, 160 right now? It's, I mean, it's horrible. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> not just him. Bregman doesn't look great. Springer? Yeah, oh, it's a disaster. Brandon looks pretty good. Yeah, Bregman's. Yeah, Bregman looks fine. Bregman's. Bregman's. Brand, Brantley too. Brantley, their DH. Well, Bregman. Bregman is good, but if they're gonna win games without Altuve playing well, Bregman's gonna have to play like yeah. phenomenally, and he's not playing phenomenally, and that's no yeah. one. Step, no one's stepping up where they need to yeah. to pick up Altuve's yeah. luck, and that's the real problem for the Astros. Uh, I'm gonna say there are two players who I've been pleasantly surprised with. I think my favorite player in the entire MLB, Bo Bichette. Uh, big kudos to him. He's really stepped up where he's needed to for the Blue Jays. And uh, Trevor Story. I mean, he's been unbelievable for Respect. the Rockies. Respect. Yeah, I, I like that. 
Yeah, that's just that's just my personal opinion. I think yeah. the Rockies like the Rockies really wouldn't be anywhere without Story right now. And I yeah. think he's holding this entire team together. So I yeah. think everyone should show a little bit of appreciation for him. Yep. Yeah, kudos to him. All right, next thing, next thing I want to get into is a little bit on the soccer side. The Champions League is going on right now. Obviously, we all know as FC Barcelona, led by Lionel Messi, as one of the best teams in the world. And they lost to Bayern 8-2 in the Champions League quarterfinal. This marks the third year in a row of failure in the Champions League. They just fired their manager, and they just reported, and they just announced that no players, including Messi, are untouchable, and everyone is ready to go. For me, this looks like a huge disaster for Barcelona. and. Messi, we have no idea what his future. So what do you guys think is the best thing for Barca to do going forward? I love what I'm seeing. I, I hate Barca with every ounce. Dude, same. This is great. I loved it. Yeah, same. I think Lionel Messi, I watched every... I'm not a huge soccer guy. Uh, I'm sure you guys know that. But I watched all 90 minutes of that game. And Messi, if I'm going to be honest, he wasn't... It, it was like he wasn't playing. It was he literally... Horrible. Like, it was he like was dragging. Was. He was not trying at all. It looked like. It looked really bad. Really, really bad. No, 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 that's not even what it was. It, it's literally, it's not that he played bad. It's not like he got the ball stolen from him. It's literally like he was, he wasn't there. It was like Barca was playing 11. Exactly. And I mean, but Barca, they've, they built their entire team around them. They spent, I mean, all of their money on him, basically. Their, their managers revolve around him, everything. And if he's not playing well, this Barca team is not good. And this was the, – the defense it, The defense is horrible. It, it's just stupid to me because Barcelona knows that Bayern Munich is a team that presses and presses. They have Lewandowski at the top. They have such fast guys on the wings to cross it into him. They knew this going forward. And to be honest, I'm going to say I didn't watch all – I didn't watch it. But I watched 40 minutes, and literally they scored, what, like five goals? It was a mess. It was 4-1 com- at the end of 25 minutes. Com- yeah, I think I watched I watched the second half. I watched a little bit of the first. I saw all the goals. It was a complete mess for Barcelona. You saw the pictures. PK looked devastated. Messi was horrible in the locker room. Where's Rakitic? Why is he on the bench? It does not make any sense to me. I don't know. I, I get I mean, that's okay. At the end of the day, whatever. As for some games you watch and you're like, the score doesn't reflect like how close mm. it was. The score doesn't reflect how bad it was. This if was, watch, oh my God. Are you kidding me? It should have been like 20 nothing. I swear. This was horrible. They were, they were literally toying with them at the end. They were playing possession. Oh yeah. Coutinho came in with five minutes left and he had an assist and two goals. That's ridiculous. I mean, I can, the only I'd say the only bright spot for Barca the other day was Suarez. I mean, he looked like decent at least. Whatever, he's in his mid thirties. He's gonna go anyway. It doesn't matter. This this team for the next couple of years is gonna have to go through a major rebuild. The fact that none of them are listed as like they want to keep them, they're all untouchable, including Messi. That looks like a disaster. I, I think mean, I think it's time for Messi to leave. I think it's time for him to come to the MLS. I really do. I think it's time. In, I think it's time in Europe is over. I know I'm a big Ronaldo fan and not a big Messi fan. Have a ton of respect for Messi, but to be honest, I think oh, the most come on, dude. He's uh, come on. I, I'm not a huge Messi guy myself. No, I look just my. I just the other day when I was watching the bar, the, the difference between Messi and Ronaldo to me is Messi just gives up so easily. Like I know it's just crazy to say, but he just like they'll be down and you and then they turn their eyes on Messi, who they built a team around to step up. And often he's just not stepping up. You saw, yes, Juventus got out in the Champions League last week, but Ronaldo was the only one that stepped up and he tried to carry Juventus as much as possible. And even though when they, when they, you know, were down in the first minute of the game, 
he still stepped up and tried to win for them. I don't see the same for Messi. I really don't. I mean, come on, dude. He had one get bad game against Bayern Munich. In my opinion, that's the best team in the world right now. I don't think there's too much debate right there. Yeah. Uh, and he had a bad game. Obviously, he's debatably the best of all time. And you could say he was... That was, I think that was the worst I've ever seen Messi play, in my opinion. You can make that, that, was, that was embarrassing. Maybe, maybe against Liverpool last year. Those are the two worst games of Messi's career, in my mind. But uh, he played bad against Bayern Munich, the best team in the world. You take the level of play between Bayern Munich and a team like NYCFC. I mean, come on. Yeah, but it that, looked like he wasn't even trying out there. Okay. That's my only Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I agree. I said he looked horrible. That's not my concern. But if you're the greatest of all time, if this puts stuff in perspective, this is like going from playing against NBA players to going against a third grade rec basketball league. Like, and you let a bad, even a bad NBA player, you put them against third grade rec basketball players. And Messi isn't bad. You just see the level of play is ginormous. It would not, Messi is a big legacy, guys. Obviously, he cares about what, how people perceive him, how he's considered in the greatest of all time conversation. Going to the USA right now, he's hiding from his problems, going into an easier situation. I think that's, I mean, as I've said, that's the definition of being a snake, going into yeah, an easier okay. situation to avoid criticism. And that's not, I don't think that's how Messi wants to be perceived. I think he doesn't stay with Barcelona and but, I, where, but what super team is he going to go to? Yeah, what other recruit? European team would you guys Look, think he would go to? He, the only, I, I would say Man City, but we saw Man City somehow lost today in the Champions League, which is an embarrassment within itself. Like, what, what team is there for Messi? Like, how Man many – every elite team doesn't have the money to pay Messi. No Man. elite teams have the money to pay Messi. Man City always finds a way. I mean, yes, they – It doesn't they matter. They can't, they can't perform in the Champions League. Yes, but neither can Barcelona. It's not like Messi's – it's not like Messi's like, oh, that's a terrible situation. He's no, in, it's not. He's in a horrible situation. It can't get any worse for him at the moment. So anything is an upgrade for him right now. I think we have to realize that and appreciate that. That's and true. Hopefully Barcelona just revamps completely and just sticks to their young guys. I think that's the best thing for them to do within the next two or three years. I mean, I know this might sound crazy, but if Messi went to Chelsea, I know they have – obviously they don't have a ton of money. Chelsea would be ridiculous. They're not going to do that. They just got a ton of young wingers. They're I not know, gonna do that. No, I know. But Pulisic, Messi, and Conte, I mean, imagine how overpowered that would be. That's true. All right, on to the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Obviously, we've seen that they've postponed and part uh, potentially even canceled their college athletics for the fall season. You think that's good, bad? What are your guys' takes on that? It's a it's a little it's a little upsetting that the seniors who may not even get a senior season this year, and those juniors who want to enter the NFL draft not going to get a chance to show out. But I think this was honestly the right move to do. There's no way that they're going to play a full season this year, traveling around all those schools. So for me, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it was definitely to me it wasn't a bad decision. But I don't I don't really know. They probably could have done something better, but to me, there's no way this is a bad decision for them. To me, there's just a lot more in the country going on right now than football. I think yeah. the main priority is keeping everyone safe. And I'm sorry for the seniors. And yes, of course, it's devastating for all these guys. But at the, but at the end of the day, 
with these student athletes, they're going to have to go to school. They're going to have to go to practice. They're going to have to go all over the country. It's a recipe for disaster. No one wants that. No one wants to risk their players' health. And I'm sorry to say this, but this was the right move. I'm devastated for everyone involved with college football. But to be honest, I think safety should be the number one concern. Let's get COVID out of the way, and then we can just worry about sports again. That's my opinion. I know the safety is obviously a huge concern, but I think it would have been definitely – I don't think it could have worked. But it's definitely a huge blow for America because football serves as a distraction for Americans. It, it is a positive outlook on daily problems and issues, and it's a way for a lot of Americans to escape. And I think college football, uh, a lot of fans sitting around in their living rooms, a lot of people quarantining, just gives them hope on – it, it kind of is a – it just reminds them of the normal times, and I think that really would have been positive. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and blame the Big Ten and the Pac-12 because what they did was absolutely right. The number one problem and issue that college athletics have to deal with is the safety and health of their student-athletes, and I think this definitely preserves that. So let me ask you this. Do you guys think that the other major conferences will do the same as these no. two? Yes, 100%. There will not be college football in the fall. I think- I think it's only fair that all the conferences just follow suit and work together. Yeah. There's not going to, I don't think there will be college football in the spring. The only hope is the SEC, if you're going to sit here and say it's going to happen. The Maybe. SEC is so ignorant of what is really yeah. going on. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I hope there is college football in some capacity, but, if, but, you, but they can't like have a bubble. That's just not going to work uh, for college yeah, athletics. They won't. But if there are thousands of college athletes, uh, their lives at stake here. I mean, come on. Is it really worth it as a football fan to hope for a season? Like, one yeah. disaster here and college football could potentially be ruined forever. I know that's very dark, but if a lot of players, let's say, they go down with corona, a couple tragically die, the NCAA will deal with these incredibly hefty lawsuits. And oh, yeah. The, I oh, mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, the, yeah, I know. You're. I agree. But I wouldn't say it would bankrupt these, them. These conferences have nothing to do with the NCAA. They have no. They have no say over any of these. Yeah, it, it, I think it's it's the truth. They have no say yeah. over. Conferences. Yeah, they're lobbyists. So you never know. Hopefully, college football happens in a safe capacity. Realistically, it's not going to happen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Crunchime. We'll be back with new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Follow our Instagram at Pod. We're available on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and many other streaming platforms. And we have a TikTok, so please go check that out. And we will see you next time.